Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to the Making America Strong Again radio program. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to give a shout out to all of our listeners on the iHeart Radio Network from across the country, as well as those who are regularly downloading our podcast at patriotpodcast.com. We encourage you to share it, let everybody know about the program, and help us drive the ideas that make America strong again. Today we have an exciting program, and it is a continuation of our leadership series that we've been working on over the last several weeks. One of the things that we talked about in the early part of the series are the things that we need to do personally to develop leadership in our own lives, in our own family, so that when we go into the marketplace, when we go into the environments that require interaction with others, that our skills are raised, that we do a better job of leading ourselves so that we can be an example and help lead others. Then we looked at the idea of what it means to have a leadership role as a citizen. Greg Land talked about that last week from his perspective as a naturalized American who'd come here as a businessman, understanding what it is that makes America great and how that changed his opinion to the point where he decided to become an American citizen and move his entire family and their future in line with America. And today we're going to take a track that takes that personal leadership walks through the idea of what that means in a business environment, but then talk about how it comes full circle in the world of mentoring and how strong leaders mentor others and lift them up to do their best. And today I'm joined in studio by one of my mentors and full disclosure, one of our board of advisor members from Patriot Mission, and that's my good friend Drew Miles. Drew, welcome to the program. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be here. So, Drew, you have had a lot of experience in your life. You grew up in New York, which we typically don't hold against people, you know, on this program, since I married somebody that, that was born in New York. You're a blessed man. Yes, thank you. I am indeed. And <laughs> what we want to kind of give everybody a little bit of feel for, we also don't hold anything against attorneys, so um, so we've got that working for us. So if you would, give us a little bit of your, uh, of your background and, and what it is that caused you to pursue uh, your own personal business to begin with. Yeah, it was real easy for me because I grew up in a family business. It was one that my grandfather had started. Um, it, it was construction supply. It has nothing to do with what we do now, but he started it. And I can remember the first check that he – you know, the check that you have hanging over the, the cash register for decades and decades was dated 1929. Wow. So give you some idea of 29. what was going on, not just, you know, Holy not just cow. how long ago that is, but it was the, you know, the beginning of the Great Depression. And so, um, you know, the, the, the story that I, I share with people that resonates with me to this day is there were times when he would go out with my grandmother around dinner time to collect the accounts receivable. So they, they would supply brick and sand and stone to, uh, you know, what was then a growing New York Growing Long Island um, population, and and so they're building houses and they're building buildings, and uh, so the guys didn't have the money readily, you know, to pay for the supplies up front. My grandfather would give them the supplies, and then he'd go out to to, 
uh, and knock on doors around dinner time with my grandmother, knowing that he wouldn't be paid for the materials, but hoping that they would get invited in for dinner. Because if they didn't, they might they probably wouldn't eat that night. Wow. So that always rings true. And so so my grandmother and, and grandfather built that business, and they were both very successful. Uh, my mom and dad took it over, and then um, you know ultimately I decided to go a different direction and. As you say, uh, take the dark path of going to law school, <laughs> becoming an attorney, and but well, but business is you know deep in my veins. So actually, one of the things that always intrigues me is learning about folks that have taken career paths that are much different than mine. Mm. And a lot of people, and we make jokes about attorneys, you know, just because we can. And some of my best friends are attorneys, so I feel privileged, and I own the mic, so that works out really well. But why don't you give us what, what was it that attracted you to the law to begin with? Um, probably <clears throat> something that, you know, things that, that wouldn't necessarily resonate with other people or, you know, it wasn't like I always wanted to be an attorney. It wasn't like my dad or my grandfather or my uncle was an attorney. It wasn't in the, you know, in the family gene pool at all. It's, it's, I, I just, the business was not going in a direction that I was happy with, um, nor was my father. And so I knew a change had to be made. And I, frankly, I just, you know, um, very long story, but I, let's just say I didn't apply myself fully in high school. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that and, means. And me, I can't even remember. It's that long ago. And I really, I just took it on as a personal challenge. I said, that's a goal worth going after. I don't know why. It just was. It was a goal worth going after. It was something that I kind of had to do to prove, um, you know, to prove it to myself. And I said, I'm going to become an attorney. And I knew early on that I wasn't becoming an attorney to go work for somebody. That made no sense to me. So, Well, one of the things that's also important, and we can laugh about it, but it's really no laughing matter, and that is in America, the rule of law mm-hmm. is central mm-hmm. to our very existence. It yes. is central to the Constitution. It's central to who we are as a people. With all the things that are happening in the world right now, how do you view the rule of law? And what are the things that really drive you about understanding what's going on in the country and those sorts of things with respect to the law? Yeah, great question. First of all, I, to me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not only a, a Patriot Mission fan, I'm, I'm on the Board of Advisors. It is, it so resonates with me because rebuilding America through the power of small business just is, uh, I can't tell you it's what my life has been about, but building, building successful families um, via the the power of small business has been so this is just a natural fit personally I think that it's going to take a business mind and a business approach to solve our problems and turn this country around um, it's not the only thing that's got to happen but you can't tax people to success you can't put in um, and f- forgive me for getting political I don't think you can put federal programs in entitlement programs to, that are going to drive the success of this country what's going to drive the success of this country is what we've you know what we used to do and what we're going to start doing once again which is using our god-given talent hard work you know the old American ethic get out there roll up your sleeves find something that needs to get done and do it you know, Drew, one of the things that you mentioned is that you didn't want to get political, but in fact, so much of what's happening in our country has a political impact, and our objective is really to engage people, as you talk about, so that they begin to think and understand what's going on in the marketplace, understanding the impact of the decisions that are being made by people that we hire, namely our 
elected officials, our public servants, to make good decisions. And then we have to evaluate results. Now, ever since I've known you, you have always been about looking at the numbers, understanding the results, mm-hmm. understanding the impact of the work that you do, because you've got to produce a result in a business. Otherwise, you're out of business. That's right. So what you're really talking about is that all of these elements, including the way the law is interpreted, including the results from our courts, be the local courts all the way up to the Supreme Court, we have to evaluate the decisions that are being made, why they're being made, and the impact that they have on our families and our businesses and the results that our small businesses are experiencing right now because of decisions that have been made, both regulatory decisions and legal decisions are creating a very serious challenge for a lot of folks. You see that every day, don't you? I see it every day. In fact, I, I, uh, we did our offsite meeting about two weeks ago, so we take all our employees and we get out of the office so we can think more clearly. And one of the points I made with them, again, I'm not, I, I don't mean to, to point out or highlight or attack any business or group of people, but I, heard, I had just heard an in, uh, a radio interview on the way into the office, and it was a guy, uh, it was a yellow cab guy mm-hmm. from Orlando. I believe he was from Orlando. And so it's Uber that's come in, and they have shaken stuff up, right? Suddenly, cabs aren't as necessary as they were. The yellow cab companies are suffering, and this thing called Uber is kind of taking over. And this yellow cab company is talking about for the last year how his business has fallen off by X percent. So why do I bring that up? Because as a business, whether you're already in business or you're new to business, you you got a couple of choices. You can either watch while the market changes and you get pushed out of business and you'll have a great story about how the man did you in (laughs) while you lose everything that you have and dot, dot, dot. Or you can get out in front of it and go, you know what? The market's changing. I need to get in front of this. I need to change somehow. Now, I don't know what his solution is and I'm not a cabbie, but there's a solution. Maybe you get an Uber car. Maybe you start a competitive firm. Maybe you get out and do something completely different. If the market – if your market has changed that much that it's no longer recognizable to you, then go do something else. But stay out in front of that stuff so when it happens – you're positioned to take advantage of it instead of get being positioning yourself to get killed by it. So in many ways, that's what happened in your family business. You looked at the family business. You saw the track it was on and yep. decided the market's changing. Things aren't exactly the way I want. And you felt led to pursue something different, which obviously pursuing the law was different than being in the construction industry. Yep. But you began to do that. But in the process, you also pursued – personal development, you pursued your own leadership skills and use those to build your companies. Give us, in the couple of minutes we have before the break, give us an idea of what leadership means to you from a personal perspective. That's a great question. Um, So the short version would be finding a problem or problems and finding a solution. That's easy. It's it's really that simple, right? So, But whether it's in the business context or not the business context, nobody you – know, we don't need leadership where there isn't a problem. That's true. Right. That's true. So find a problem and now whether you want to take on the toughest problem in the world or you want to take on something that's more bite-sized or heck, you know, maybe you want to take something on that's just family-oriented. I, I had a great conversation with one of our employees that participates in the weekly program that we do. Uh, and uh, she was telling me about a breakthrough that she had with her own – she's a single mom with mm-hmm. her own – Four boys. Wow. You know? So here's a single mom raising four boys pretty much on her own. She's the, you know, they, 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 they live with her. She's the one that's got to deal with the problem. She's, she, you know, and they're constantly testing her. That's hard to believe. Young boys. Can you mom? imagine such a thing? And for the first time, she's being able, being able to stand up and look them in the eye and say, no, 
We're going to do it this way because. Awesome. That's leadership. Find a problem, solve the problem. So one of the things that we see is that leadership begins with looking in the mirror with a person that's in the mirror. And when we come back from the break, part of what we're going to now develop, Drew, is how you apply that leadership, both in terms of the decisions that you make in your family, but also to the mentoring relationships you begin to develop and how it is that you can take your own personal leadership experiences, share them with others like you've done in some of your programs, which we'll talk about, but also into solving some of the bigger problems across our local area and across the world. So when we be back, we'll talk about that in short order. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, welcome back to Making America Strong Again. Again, today I'm joined by Drew Miles, who is a personal mentor, been a long-term friend, and an advisor for Patriot Mission. One of the things that we are really focused on right now in our leadership series is understanding how we can take the things that we've learned through our lives and begin to share them with other people, both at home, in our communities, and in our companies. So, Drew, if you would, give us a little of your perspective on how you begin to translate leadership into mentoring. How do you what, – what what prompts you to start thinking that way? What are the things that, that go through your mind in, the, in that world? Well, for me, uh, I, I made a study out of 
leadership and success and what. And in other words, I, I very I was very proactive about it. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. I was a guy that you know um, did virtually every seminar out there and read every book. I, I like to say, et cetera, et cetera. So it was near and dear to my heart. And when when those things began to get traction, it was I guess just natural for me to want to share it. Um, I don't see a lot of that training in schools. I don't see a lot of that training in the business world. And frankly, you know, even the, the people that I come in contact with, uh, whether they be clients or employees, um, don't seem to have a lot of background in leadership skills. Business guys tend to because they have to. They have to develop them to some degree to build their business. But um, employees, not so much. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to share it. So one of the questions that comes up for a lot of people who are employees is that does the boss really want me to grow mm-hmm. or does the boss want me to stay in my cubicle, do what I'm told and not think? And obviously that's a pretty extreme position, but there are a lot of things that never get talked about or put on the table because the boss wants to, you know, and, and we both know people that operate that way because their objective is to hold people in a position because it serves the boss, yeah. not the individual. Yeah. How do you look at that? Man, well, you know, you're exactly right. There's, there's those two extremes and everything in between. But in the, but from from, in in our organization, I'm looking for leaders. That's not the case, as you say, in in, in a lot of places. So, little just a, a little tip or suggestion for those people that are navigating that is, you just got to do it with your eyes open. Make the suggestion. Be the leader. If your boss is not receptive to it, don't worry about it. Keep a diary. Keep notes. When you get shot down, learn from it. Keep notes. At some point, it, one, either the boss is going to become receptive and you're going to move up in the company or you're going to shake the boss's hand, say thank you for the training, and you'll start your own thing. So either way, you'll benefit. What you don't want to do is keep hitting your head against the wall and, and beating yourself down because you feel like, oh, I'm never going to get anywhere here. Just make the best of it, learn from it, and uh, read between the lines. So there may be a time – there will be a time where either you step up within the organization or you step out. That's also a good reason to begin to find a group of people who think not only like you do but beyond where you think, people that really challenge you because that gives us a, a way to begin to grow our leadership, whether that's at work, at home, at church, in the community someplace, mm-hmm. or in a completely different organization like we're building at Patriot Mission, a place where we can openly challenge one another to be our absolute best and to do what God's called us to do. And you do that in a lot of different ways. You bring people together. Tell us a little bit about what it was that prompted you to start your mentoring organization uh, and how you do that. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, it was you know it was prompted by the Lord. So um, it's always best. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, long story that I'll give you just a snippet of. You certainly know the story. Um, I knew I was on the right track. I was going in in the in the direction that I was being called to go. When on the very first day of our mentoring program, I had a head-on collision in my 1963 Corvette and quote unquote totaled it. Um, that's two and a half years ago. I'm anxiously awaiting the rebuild of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, funny things happen when you're going to make a difference. And there, there are certain forces. And, and I didn't realize that was the first day yeah. mentoring program. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so, um, praise God, I uh, dusted myself off, uh, extracted myself from the Corvette, which was no easy task. Went home, took a shower, went in the office and did my day's work and then did the, the mentoring program. Stuff happens. It happens for a reason. So, you don't, you know. Some people might take that as a sign. Oh, you don't. Oh, don't do that. No, no, no. That's that to me. That's a sign that 
I'm on the right track and I'm ticking some some people <laughs> off that I want to tick off. So. That's really cool. So what did you do when you designed your mentoring program? What 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 were the things that that you thought about? How did you prepare? What was your objective in the process? Yeah, so originally it was designed for p- people in business or people that wanted to be in business and to give them the training that I felt that I could have benefited from decades ago if I had had this at the beginning of my business. Um, and, and so it was, you know, simple things. Um, n- writing a business plan, but not a business plan that looks pretty necessarily, but one that's going to be effective. You know, everybody should have a business plan, but it might be two pages. Maybe five pages. It doesn't have to be 100 pages with graphs and whatnot. For some purposes, yes. But the purpose of a business plan, first thing about a business plan is nobody ever follows the business plan. (laughs) That's okay. Don't use that as an excuse not to write it. It's in the writing of it and the reformulating of it and the thinking through and no, that's never going to work. But make it real and that's the benefit. You get the benefit not from what's on paper but from what happened in your brain as a result of having put that on paper. Um, things like that, you know, how to read a, a profit and loss, you know, how to read a cash flow statement, things that I had not been taught early on. So this also includes people in your employee as well as people that are outside business individuals. How has it impacted the people that participate? It's neat. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, you don't get these conversations every day, but every now and then I had the, the one this morning. Um, we're the last uh, eight months, as you know, has been a leadership program, not so much designed for business, but it applies. Um, but for anybody that's a leader in their own situation, and one of the participants is a single mom. And so she pulled me aside and shared a breakthrough that she had had with her family. Mm-hmm. Um, two days ago, a fellow that happens to be an employee of mine that participates uh, shared with me his leadership project. And it really had to do with him becoming a professional salesperson. Not just a salesperson, but a professional salesperson and what the difference is between a sales guy and a professional salesperson and the work that he was doing on himself and uh, the realizations that he had had. So, you know, things like that. I get that feedback and to me that makes, you know, it just makes it all worth it. One of the things that I've learned through the process and, and we meet every week and we go through it and I will tell you that from a personal standpoint, one of the things that begins to happen as you start growing an organization, especially for people who are leaders who go out and do things and, and make decisions, and you get used to being the guy in charge and making the decisions for your organization. And not that I've ever had any personal experience with not wanting to listen to other people because I already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the, the opportunity to put your own stuff aside and open your mind to other ways of thinking, other ways of looking at challenges – uh, the course, I can tell you, has been very inspirational for me. Sometimes it's been frustrating because it, it challenges me. It challenges me to think differently about the way I see things. Mm. It also challenges me to think differently about things that happen in the organization. You know, we've been talking about things that have happened in the organization at Patriot Mission recently that some could look at one way, others can look at another. But at the end of the day, it's the leader's activity and the way that we behave that's going to influence the organization. And ultimately, if we're doing what we're called to do, we're in good shape. In the last minute or so that we have, for the people that are saying, okay, what do I do now? What's your recommendation for somebody that wants to pursue either leadership or mentorship? Uh, get a mentor. Find a mentor. It, you can, you, there, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can go online and find formal organizations that do coaching, mentoring, um, you know, or one-on-one or group. That's one way to do it. Uh, a, a simpler way to do it and probably less expensive is 
find somebody in your town that you know and you respect. You may not even know them, that you respect. You know, the person in town that's a successful business leader now, a successful business owner, bring them for a cup of coffee. You pay for the cup of coffee. <laughs> little hint. Um, and just say, I'm hoping that you'd be willing to mentor me. And, they, you know, they, they're used to having conversations where people want money from them. They want a donation. They want a something. To learn from them, boy, I bet you that, that'll make their day. Awesome. Well, Drew, I want to thank you personally and publicly for all the, the impact you've made on my life and made on Patriot Mission and look forward to working with you in lots of ways as we continue to, to focus on our dream of making America strong again. Thanks. Amen, Steve. Thanks for having me. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com.